Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the WIP12 podcast. I am Raymond, and I'm here today with my fellow host, Ali. Hey. And, and we have a special guest today, Radislav uh, Bradowski, a.k.a. Radek, from Warrington in the UK, and the winner of the July Infinity Global League. Congratulations, Radek. Hello, and thank you. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Nice to be here. Cheers. Cool. Yeah, we're going to learn a bit about uh, Radek and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the IGL and his victory. And uh, yeah, he brought his invincible army. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So uh, Radek, can you uh, introduce yourself? So yeah, as as you hear a few times, I'm Radek. That's why I go because it's easier. (laughs) My full name. So I played Infinity for around 10 years. I started with JSA, mm-hmm. something those Human Sphere, uh, you know, because I'm a weed, so of course JSA. But since the f- around first edition, they were so weak. And, you know, I remember more times when my Shinobu Kitsune went to try and kill like a cheapest order monkey, swing the sword with the first strike. He passed the armor safe, turned around, look, oh my gosh, there's ninja there. I'm going to put out my gun and, oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, second edition was when you come out of surprise, you, you, you had the first swing. It was not the face-to-face. Yeah, it but, was horrible. But yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I know. I've played, yeah, especially Ariadna in those days. But I found it that if you miss, then you you end up dead. That's mostly yeah. what happens. And... So uh, Japanese were part of Eugene, so I also was uh, collecting Eugene and, you know, stuff like Haktao, Tiger Soldier. Those were the good things. And I just, yeah, I just switched from JSA, from King May- Maybe one edition day will be good. <laughs> well, uh, well, I think this one, but uh, from, what, from what I've heard, but and seen. Yeah. But IA also seemed very good in this edition, yeah. right? Like, IA seems like a faction that's um, seems to lean into what N4 is about reasonably well, I would say. Well, I have to agree because I tried on, like, Vow's League and I mm-hmm. came out ninth with JSA. Okay. Mostly, mostly by pure luck, but still doable. And I think uh, Genghis Cohen, he did like a UK little online uh, tournament. He did, yeah, he did. Yeah. And I won that one with JSA. <laughs> so you've been uh, doing the rounds, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. I will say I'm getting back into shape. Right. Um, yeah, I would say so myself. <laughs> um, I remember our game in the IGL um, panic room, and I, you almost tabled me in the first turn. Um, that was That's... quite funny. That's actually my playstyle honed by years of wargaming. Kill first, mm-hmm. kill second, kill third, and maybe <laughs> around end of the game. Oh, there's a scenario. Let's try to push the button. Right, right. And do you do you feel that Invincible Army leans into that style of play quite well? Their aggressive faction first and then a specialist faction second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. do it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Also, so, I try to, uh, when it's like a tournament, mm-hmm. I try to check the scenarios. Right. And then I pick my faction or uh, sectorial, depending what's going to be good for that one. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, with this one with Panic Room and Unmasking, I thought, yeah, we'll try uh, Invincible Army. And well, they did well. Mm, well, evidently they did, yeah, coming out on top. I think you got majors in every game, major victories, I think. Yes. You yes, did. Yes, I did. So what was it about these missions that took you towards Invincible Army? Like, what were you thinking in your head when you saw the mission pack? So, first of all, I'll say unmasking, you need hackers. And mm -hmm. you need, uh, sort of, you know, you need to have those hackers survive or there's going to be an enemy hacker. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I'm going to have, you know, the list called unmasking, mm -hmm. if I'm going to have the Shang-Chi with firewall and then Shang-Chi with hacking device, I can oblivion opponent hacker and with him having minus six to willpower and my Shang-Chi having BTS nine in defense, I right. think reasonable do it. Also because it's a Harris that can move into, shoot some, and then still uh, do the scenario. That was like the main reason. Uh-huh, right. So it's order efficient and they're very tough. Exactly. Also, I was checking the maps at the same time and some of them had like a really nice long fire lane. So I thought mm -hmm. Invincible is going to be good with Hideout, Multi-Sniper. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that was the main reason why I just go with them. Mm -hmm. And there was another one mission. Uh, I used the Shang G list. That was the safe area. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. because you need uh, a chain of uh, chain of command or number two, and both Shang Gs have number two hideout chain of command. So I have loads of uh, models that can do that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I can stand into the room and uh, and and take more points. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and it's, cool. it's not easy to take them out, especially with a hacker, because if you move, I can spotlight you. If you have heavy infantry, I can isolate you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So so I guess Invincible Army, you're saying, are very good at controlling space because you're tough and you've got the tin bots and things to protect against hackers. So that's that's a good fit for Panic Room. Yes. Um, yes. In Unmasking, you don't lose a lot from the exclusion zone because you're not a very infiltrate army anyway. Um, you're... Yeah happy advancing the shang because again as we said they're tough um so so that's a good fit um and then oh, i can't remember the other i think the other two were generic missions weren't they like frontline or something like that yeah i can't, I can't remember uh, yeah it was frontline and last mm. one was like firefight i no. think it was like quadrant control or something like yes, that yes 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 quadrant control exactly something right, like that right. yeah 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 uh you're, you're both wrong uh, the four, uh, <laughs> the four were frontline, panic room, unmasking, and safe area. Oh, cabaret! Safe area is quadrant control. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, <laughs> for the middle missions, I use the Shang Carries. For the first and last one, I use the Hacktail. Yeah, that's right. how it works. Okay. Yeah, okay, so safe area, obviously, you've got the extra consoles and things. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Would you like to just talk us through the list? Because obviously we're on a podcast at the moment. Not everyone will have seen your list. We'll obviously put them in, in the description of, of the show. But do you want to just talk through both lists a little bit? Tell people about um, the choices that you made and why you made them and like how how you played them. Is that okay? Yeah, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Obviously. So I will start with the list I called Nice and Balanced. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the essential uh, Zanshi core team with the Hideout Multispector Visor and uh -huh. two games I 
I went with, with luck with that hat hideout because uh, there is there was a Panosiania mm -hmm. super sniper with marksmanship. Yeah, that was my game against the bolt sniper. Yeah. Yes, exactly against the bolt, mm -hmm. and I had to just gamble it. I'm gonna shoot mm -hmm. him if I kill him. I can win. I can mm -hmm. control the table. If I fail, I will die, and yeah. gonna be, that's gonna be the game. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I went first and just. <laughs> Go with the dice. You did. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same happened with my last game against uh, Varuna. That was the uh, come out sniper, mm -hmm. and I yeah <laughs> went first order, shoot him, got lucky, killed him with first order of the game. Cool. So is that a staple of your list that that yes, Zanshi yes, core with yes. the hideout? Yeah. Yes. Yes, because I say they don't have to move; they can stay, they can control, and yeah, they just normal Zanshis and paramedic. Because uh, if one of your good guys go down, like Haktao, you it's good to have a link team to shoot twice with a medikit and then right. try to get him back. Okay. Also, I think when people were talking about my list, I realized I have this with 296 points. Yes. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> it, I should have more Zashi specialists, but uh -huh. I, I actually don't remember why it's 296, not 300. Well, mm. it is what it is. Yeah, sure. I think you did well enough to not be questioned on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there are a couple of other things in that balance list as well, aren't there? Yeah. So of course, Hacktow NCO because that's the bread and butter of Invincible Army. I think he won me many games with Hacktow Rush. Just goes through, shoots, 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 kills. <laughs> yeah. The profile is just amazing. And of <laughs> course, you have the Daoing hacker with two orders for him, so you can <laughs> pull his rampage. Right. Another thing, Ruishi, yeah, it's it's rude not to take Ruishi, just really good profile. Multispectrum Vital Level 2, you need it. It's, it's mm -hmm. like um, one of my strengths of Invincible, having Multispectrum Visor. Yes. And I have Lu Dan because, uh, for two reasons. One, I try to go up to my opponent link team, move in this guy as a Ruishi, and when mm -hmm. he shoots me back, I want to heavy flamethrower him like, ha surprise! You thought uh, I am Ruishi, but I'm actually Lu Dan, and I'm gonna heavy flow, heavy flamethrower you. Uh, that's really smart. I really like that. So, so the Lu Dan uses its uh, hollow projector to pretend to be a Ruishi, which is obviously the same silhouette size. Yes. When they sh when they shoot back, expecting a face to face, you can go throw double flamethrowers down, which is kind of disgusting. Exactly. That's why hmm. I took him. Another reason is if someone have like a loads of crazy koalas, cow markers, then you can go like, oh, actually, I'm going to spend an order, activate follow host and just uh -huh. remove all those deployables. Nice. That's really smart. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, that's the, just the pain uh, group. They just need to inflict the pain. And then it comes <laughs> the second one with just engineer trying to get back Evo mm -hmm. to make Rishi or Luduan really good. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, well, what could I fit in? What could I hit? Oh, yeah, let's take uh, Guided Missile Launcher. Maybe it's going to be useful one game. Mm -hmm. It was really useful both games. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't regret that pick at all. Oh, no, no, no. My nope. first game, I found a fire lane when I was looking through like a almost whole table pinning down the Asavira. Oh, okay. Yeah, in his deployment zone. 
So the missile launcher was looking at him and finally hit him, and that yeah, that went mm. well. So with with that missile launcher, did you play it as a conventional ARO piece overlooking a fire lane, or did you hide it? So my first game, as I, I think I was deploying. Yeah, I I, I put him like a. Uh, arrow with maybe a chance to get uh, guided. Right. In, this, in the last game against Varuna, it was it was hidden, and I was okay. definitely thinking I'm gonna try to go with Luduan, mm -hmm. uh, put a repeater, spotlight something, and missile launcher it. Okay, that's interesting because yeah. I think a lot of people default to hiding those missile launcher remotes, yeah. but um, it's good to hear that you mixed it up a bit, and in one game you hid it, and in another game you actually used it as an ARO piece. Yeah, I think it's going to be an excellent second or third turn area piece, like you hide it mm -hmm. at first, but once mm -hmm. the game starts going, you f you try to get it into a fire lane. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just explosive is just not a prospect you want to walk into. No. Exactly. No, and with, uh, I mean, in a pinch, if things get ugly, you can put the EVO on it, right? And then what would oh, that yeah, be? PS-15 yeah, yeah, yeah. missile? You don't want to yes, walk into yes. a PS-15 missile. Um, yeah, that's really neat. That's neat. Cool. Um, so is there anything else about the first list or is that does that cover it? Well, also I could only just say that the missile bot, he is really, really needed because the first list doesn't have anything that kills tags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, also my last game, I, I faced a cutter and... Mm -hmm. Uh, with everything else, I was in a little bit pinched, but I managed to spotlight him and guided him. So that 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 I say, I was super happy that that was my, my last addition just covered mm. that fault I had in the list. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. yeah, that it's interesting that you say that, Redek, actually, because in my hack Islam lists, I tend to use Nauf, which is the burst three multi sniper, as a bit of an anti tag piece. So when I was looking at your list, this balance list here, and I saw the Heidel, which is an MSV2 burst three multi-sniper, I was thinking, oh, you know, if you ran into a tag, that might be a weapon that you could use. Is that something that you disagree with or just not, or you didn't feel comfortable with that being, you know, put into an anti-tag role or what were you thinking there? Well, I I don't think it's an anti-tag because tag in cover is armor 11. So if you're <laughs> shooting APs, yeah. And he's like four plus seven, so he's looking mm -hmm. for nines to pass. Sure. So you can inflict wounds, but you can also not really. So it's like mm -hmm. a risky gamble. Uh -huh. And then tags usually have explosive. They do. So if, if I'm a tiny bit unlucky and I get hit, the hideout can just be removed from the table. Yes. And then you have absolutely nothing. Mm. While I say that there's, I can spend three orders. He can pass like four out of six saves, still win, you know, still survive, and then he can shoot you back and kill. Mm -hmm. While the guided, you don't have to, you know, you, you, you don't get arrow back. You don't, you don't die. So it's safe right. way. It's That's safer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you take away the risk of going down by attrition. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, if you want, I can go through the second list. Yep. So, here you, there's a crazy idea that uh, four Zanshis and everything wildcard troopers, so I can have a uh, mixed core and Harris. 
Mm-hmm. I was trying playing with that, but it found out that the just Harris of Shangji, Haidao, and Shangji is amazing by itself. Mm-hmm. Then you have those Zanshis to get them back, and of course Haidao with the Spectre Visor. He is mm-hmm. needed. He is needed. He, he is the bread and butter. No, like Haidao, but yeah, he's like a staple thing for the Invincible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's also the list have loads of specialists. I think like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah, eight specialists. So for loads of missions that you like highly classify or something, it's already good because you can do a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the Shang-Gi with extra uh, tactical awareness, AP HMG, that's a good anti anti uh, I think anti tags because with five with burst five, it's I, I think I'm more confident that I'm gonna win face to face. Sure. Instead of sniper with burst only three. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also because uh, high Dao is only one and a half wood, I would say. Yes. And only armor three mm. once Shangji is armor four and two wounds, so there's less more chance he can just, you know get crit, survive it unconscious, and then you can paramedic him back. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think uh, Hideout can survive. Well, I mean, it's possible, but, but yeah. less, Shang-Gi, less possible. Yes, yeah. exactly. And yeah. also, for a tag, you can just get to eight inches of him, and Shang Chi is gonna try to like carbonate him or isolate him. So, yeah, it, it's a very, very good Harris, and that's the list. As usual, the core team just stays far away and pinpoints some fire lanes when the Harris goes in. And then in the second battle group, we have, uh, as usual, uh, engineer to get back Rishi. There's Rishi to just take down one or two models, go into suppression, and Evo to get its uh, very important hacking, you know, the support work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Persian and I were talking about this list and how strong that Shangji Harris looks with the, you've got the machine gun Shangji. You've got a Haidao killer hacker um, and a Shang-Gi normal hacker. And they're obviously in this Harris team together and they're hiding behind the firewall minus six. So really decent hackers in themselves and almost, oh, it's not impossible, but it's very hard to hack them back. And it's a really, it's a really scary Harris team there. Yeah, thank you. And also, as uh, I was listening, you know, the pageant very well said that it covers our uh, range bands. Yes. You have boarding shotgun for up to eight and chain codes on both Shang-Gi's. Then you have multi-rifle and hacker, which I use quite a few times. And, it's, you know, you, you sometimes you need that more than eight and less than 16. Yeah. And, and then, of course, the AP HMG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ranges. yeah, it's neat. It's a really nice um, team. Yeah, first time I use it, and yeah, I'm really, really happy about it. <laughs> well, though there are some armies that can pretty easily infiltrate a lot of repeat, uh, a good repeater network, uh, and uh, set up hackers. I think of nomads uh, in this case. Uh, would you say you could just burst through, or uh, uh, or, or or take it uh, another approach? Actually, this is like what I wanted to do. It, it, it would be a gamble, but as from my uh, JSA experience, when you play against nomads with more and mass size, you, you basically are screwed with heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. So in this Harris, I had an idea that I'm going to move in 
into zone of control and repeater and he, he's gonna try to hack me i'm just gonna hack him back and then with you know him having the firewall me having higher firewall but me being on active i could hack him better risky right. but possible right. yeah so you could have burst advantage you probably have bts advantage uh probably have whip advantage because of the firewalls um yeah yeah, I mean, it, you're right, it's risky, but it's also in your favor slightly from what I can see or what I would imagine would happen. Uh, and it's something that it, I need to open the game, I would say, to, yeah. to start advancing. I, I, it's a gamble I, I, have, I think I have to take. Sure. And I guess the balance list doesn't run into this problem as much because you've got marker state on the hack towel and things like that. So you don't, you don't really need to worry too much about yeah. hackers. Whereas this other yeah. list is quite straightforward. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, you actually load one again. It's a interesting model because if you have though that annoying Warren Masai, oh my gosh, so annoying, you can move <laughs> almost into eight inch of him, place a repeater. So repeater is with an eight, but he cannot dodge away. Then you try to spotlight just the Moran Masai right. for, the, for the repeater and mislaunch him. Oh, that's really smart. Right. So you stay kind of eight and a half away or whatever. You put the exactly. repeater down so that it's in and then you go for it. Yeah. That's smart. I really like that. Cheers. <laughs> what do you think of the list, um, Ray? Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm very much admiring it, especially when you um, uh, uh, think about uh, the the most. <laughs> it's almost uh, infamous about the uh, the Yujing forums and how they think they have the the, the worst armies in the world. Uh, but uh, I'm especially enthralled by the fact that it, you're allowed so many orders, <laughs> and and then. Yeah, have such such powerful uh, things to move in, like the Haktau or this this Haris in the other other list, and still be able to bring so much uh, specialists to do all the things. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is really a step on your throat kind of lists. Uh, uh, I would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! I, I take the compliment. Yeah, yeah I think. Both lists have some really interesting things about them. Um, the more that you talk about the lose one, I'm more, the more I realize how flexible that piece is, you know, because playing Invincible Army, you might get a bit stuck if there's camo spam in the midboard or whatever, but the lose one can clear mines um, against enemy hackers. You can do that repeater trick that you spoke about against fire teams and things like that. You can fake out being a Rushi and use the flamethrower trick. Um, that just that piece seems really flexible, and I've never thought about it that way. Um, and then looking at the second list, list that Shangji hacking Harris team um, is really scary. Um, scary in terms of the fact that you've got loads of specialists there, you get lots of orders from them, they're all really tough, and you cover all the range bands. So it's great. They both look really, really good. Yeah, I think it's also because probably the first reaction when you start playing Invincible Army is that you want to make that, that, that heavy infantry core mm. uh, at first. But this shows to have, uh, yeah, that you do not have to be a core to be deadly and just be a Haris and be uh, pretty gnarly as well mm. while having a, a good base of by supplying a cheap 
core team in, in both cases. Um, and have them just cover your, your, your fire lanes with a, with, a, with a good sniper. And have uh, other units just go around. Uh, which I quite like. Yeah? And especially the loot one. Uh, being such a trickster with, with, <laughs> with the uh, amount of options that it has. I should mm. play loot once more because somehow they never end up in my Yujing list. But now I, uh, I really have to bring them when I play Yujing. Yeah, to be fair, lots of my games, my, I, I try to do like Luigi tricks, and there's like a hidden deployment, and Aaron he takes him down or something mm -hmm. falls. But again, even then, I bait my opponent to reveal it, and then the hideout sniper can take it out. Right. Um, even if the Luduak underperforms, I'm still more happy to have him than to regret not taking him. Yeah, I see what you mean. So it it's such a cheap piece if that trick doesn't go the way you want. It doesn't matter because maybe the opponent's lost, you know, a mine or a hidden deployment or something. But obviously if you do get to pull off the trick, then I mean you're laughing because that's what, twenty-three points or something silly? Twenty-four. Um, Twenty-four. <laughs> Twenty-four, sure. Right. Not a bad guess. Um, so, so yeah, I really, I, that's one of the things that I like a lot playing hackers on, you know, when you have these cheap pieces that can pull off really amazing plays some of the time, but if you lose them, it usually doesn't matter too much. That's, that's what something that really appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Cool. So, um, is there anything else to say about the list or should we move on to thinking about the tournament in general? Yeah, somehow going in with one list, 296, not taking more paramedics. You just you, you, you just you're just trolling your your opponent if you're making a major. Like <laughs> I can uh, I can just play this with uh, with my, with one hand on my back. It's <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. It is funny. Um, no, but they're both. They're both cool lists, and uh, I really appreciate the different choices that you've made. Um, and it's made me think a lot about some of the units in Yuqing that don't get talked about as much, the Luzhuan in particular. Um, so, how did you feel playing Invincible Army in the first IGL? Did you feel that it was kind of an uphill struggle in a lot of cases, or did you feel kind of well-suited to the opponents that you were facing? Well, I'll say because previous uh, events I was playing JSA, so yeah. switching from JSA to Invincible Army, it was like switching from hard mode to easy mode. <laughs> uh, JSA is competitive now, but it still has so many flaws, so many right. things that are hard to pull off. Really, playing Invincible was so mm -hmm. much easier, so much easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Were you worried about hacking and things like that, or not too much? No, so, no, no. <laughs> because Hacktow have a camel stage, he can yeah. go through and get into range when there's no hacker inside. And I say, the Harris, <laughs> he was made to be hacker-proof. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I was really, really confident with them. I was really happy I was playing them. I think Invincible is one of the top uh, factions now. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I also think they are underestimated. It's uh, something that I pointed out in at least my confrontations with uh, 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 Invincible Army against my uh, Ariadna have, have most of them have been losses. Uh, 
mm. by the sheer fact of amount of orders that I can bring and the sheer ferocity that I can uh, bring forward. I agree with you a lot there, Ray. Um, Invincible Army is one of my worst matchups as Hack Islam because I like to trade pieces with shotguns and obviously when the opponent has a bunch of like Fizz 14 models with two wounds, you can't trade with shotguns, you just die. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree. I, you know, I think Invincible Army look very strong right now. Most of my um, games against them have been losses. Yeah. Um, and... What I feel, I don't know if you felt this way, Radek, is they play attrition really well, right? Yes. That they can really outgrind the opponent. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do agree. I said that the, they have flaws, like mainly one biggest one is no smokes. So mm -hmm. you cannot try to hide and do objective. Now you have to kill opponent. Right. That's why I say you, you, you have to have this high down. You have to. Uh, pray that you're not gonna get crit in response, you're not gonna lose him in silly way because there's, there's no white noise, no eclipses you have to just go, you know pain and power, just go through and uh, also no infiltration no tricks just, apart from the little one, it's just pure power What what tricks are there in Invincible that you would consider running, just in general? Oh are there, are there any? I'm not super familiar with um, with the oh. entire faction. Some games I was doing the Liu Xing uh, play when you oh there's a uh, fire team that is a bit bunched together. Let's just drop him in the middle and if he shoots me, then well he's gonna take those damage twelves and maybe you know drop some so I can then gun them down. And if he tries to dodge. Then I can I am gonna be alive and I'm gonna shotgun him. Yeah, okay, right. So you've got that drop troop, don't you? The the one that's reasonably heavy. And have explosive mm -hmm. combat jump. That's cool. Okay, that's interesting. But your experience was that actually, primarily Invincible Army is an aggressive faction. You're low on tricks. You've got to take those face to face rolls, and you kind of live and die on your ability to clear out arrow pieces and and not get too hampered by the enemy's guns. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is actually well, I, I think it's very fitting for what they represent in the fluff. Is that uh, they they are there? They fight. Uh, no, no, <laughs> just uh, they they confront every enemy of the Yujing Empire. So uh, no no ways of looking around this. This is the fire lane. We're gonna <laughs> try and take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. It also fits my playstyle. I'll say. Um, yeah, just just kill first and ask questions later. Very, very, <laughs> very Pan-Oceanian of you. <laughs> You're, are you at the right faction? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's what I was going to say. You know, it seems to fit your playstyle um, perfectly in terms of what the faction does and what you how you like to play your games. Yeah, true, true. So. Do you have any kind of notable thoughts or takeaways from the first IGL with Invincible Army? Did um, any funny kind of scenarios happen or any lessons you learned? Well, I will have to admit, I had more luck than skill. <laughs> I'm not going to try to, you know, boast and stuff. No, no, I was really, really lucky. Uh, yeah, lots of my games, I, I, I was rolling well, I was critting well. 
apart from the first one where my Hacktail was a crit magnet and he got crit three times, twice with a missile launcher and once with the uh, breaker combi. Oh, other than that, I was really lucky. Uh, this was a very funny situation when my Hacktail was shooting guided missile launcher on 17s and uh. guided was shooting me on 6 in just arrow and he crit me twice. Very you survived the first one? <laughs> uh, yeah, you say you're unlucky, but you're saying you're sur- <laughs> Yeah, he, he had two missile launcher hits, like <laughs> six well, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he got hit uh, first crit. I got, I think, one wound plus three armor saves. So I said, <laughs> okay, okay, it, it, he cannot crit me again, right? So I tried again. I got crit again, and I went unconscious. He, you know, just unconscious, so probably get him back. And he finally got that guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, last order, uh, my opponent was, oh, I need to take out this hack tower. Well, let's try to just crit him on, like, a seventh with my uh, breaker combi rifle. Maybe I'm going to do it. Boom. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you you had eight armor saves to take, and you failed, what, two of them from the missiles? Something uh... like that. I think, yeah, sorry, it was free. You call that because, unlucky, yeah. but I call that, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. some hard-ass hectare over there. Yeah, that sounds, uh, it doesn't want to go down. <laughs> after, yeah, uh, sorry, I think it was at the first one, I went unconscious. Right, and I, I get him. I get him back, and then, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny, though. And <laughs> the last game, I, I say, uh, very, again, very lucky, I managed to move my... Uh, Flash pulls bot, 8.1 inch away from my opponent cutter, <laughs> dodge and dodge into you know closer to him. Mm. Then uh, my, I went with my lieutenant to first isolate him, mm. then spotlight him and guided him. <laughs> you yeah. like your repeater tricks, don't you? Yes, I said. <laughs> To be fair, I was so scared about the scatter. I also Baruna is like my uh, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that was my first game against Varuna I won. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting to know, though. So, I guess when it comes down to aggressive faction versus aggressive faction, things can get quite difficult. Yes, and you know the Kamau sniper, he's just, just, just so goddamn good. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what was your gen- general feel of the of the IGL? Uh, uh, the, the the opponents that you had. Uh, how was uh, how was it for you to play uh, play in such a such a tournament? It was really really good because every opponent was nice. You know, you didn't have any toxic people. Everything was chilled out. Funny games, good sportsmanship. So yeah, I was really really happy about the whole even whole thing. Yeah, it it was well organized, and I said that nothing I could say was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you heard it, Oli. It's, it was was well organized. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. I will take that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, it was a it was a pleasure to put on, and I think what I'd say is I was stunned by the variety of lists. I think that the meta felt really wide open. Um, I don't know if you felt that playing Radek, but it seemed like our the top contenders were almost entirely different factions. I think it was just Bakunin that came in twice, if I, off the top of my head. 
that's nothing. That is a very well balanced system, I would say, mm -hmm. because usually when you have like Games Workshop, in top ten you have like five the most powerful army, and then you have like others that are counter to it, usually. Mm -hmm. So with this spread, I I say it's really really good, really mm -hmm. nice, well balanced variety, as you say. Yeah, it seemed good. It did seem good. Um, what did you think of the maps? Because obviously some of them were very tight, weren't they? And others were more open. Do you think that was um, okay for your Invincible Army? I know you said that you like the long fire lanes. Obviously, you've got things like the Shangji and the Haktao. What about the more cramped maps? Are you okay on them or are they a bit trickier? I, I, I say uh, I like cramped maps. I, okay. I, I really do enjoy them. And the thing that got hooked me on Infinity is actually sneaking around, you know, uh, avoiding mm -hmm. fire lanes, crawling right. through. So yeah, yeah, they were they, they were not too sparse or too mm. dense. Because mm. on every map I had like a sniper off, I had the, the mm. worst of long range. So yeah, <laughs> the only thing I'm not really keen on is a multi-layer. So the last the map. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not just my cup of tea. Just <laughs> feels weird moving around when it's like, oh, this level is much higher. We have stairs here, stairs here, stairs here. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. Um... Not every map is is for everyone, but it's it's a good thing to think about because obviously um, different people will either enjoy you know like multi layered maps or not enjoy them. So you need to think about that a little bit. But but you <laughs> like the panic room one the most, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> says says Ray. <laughs> Sadly, I will have to say that the uh, Hacky Slam themed map. I think I I like this one the most. Well, that was the show. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it there. Um, <laughs> I will find a way to cut it. That uh, I like the panic room the most. I will. I will find a way to, <laughs> to edit it that way. <laughs> um, I could say I like the panic uh, room the most, but that will not be the you know. That's, that's the not truth. the truth. Nah, nah, nah. We we, we have some very talented map makers uh, around here. So, uh... The really interesting thing, though, what I wanted to say that's super interesting is that I played you, Radek, on that Panic Room map, and everyone was saying, oh, there are no fire lanes on it, like, you can't do anything. <laughs> I lost your hideout. Like, everything that happened in that game, I lost because of a sniper. Um, <laughs> but uh, to be fair, that's what happens when you don't have camouflage or eclipse. Um, but it was interesting because it was the, the most cramped map of the entire series of maps, and uh, your hideout won that game for you. <laughs> true, true, exactly. No, no, no. You can always find a good sniper position on almost every map. I'll hold you to that next season. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've made it as a maze, but also in such a way. And that was the first questions that I got. It was like, were all the walls uh, infinite height? And uh, especially, I, I I did it in such a way that it was not. Because the buildings get yeah uh, get you the long fire lanes. Yes, yes. Going up, going above the maze, then you can uh, can get your fire lanes, and I did it on purpose. So there, there, you sniped them good. That was my plan. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> um, oh, my pleasure. Yeah. So we've had a think about IGL um, we've spoken a little bit about Invincible Army, what you're enjoying about them what they're less good at um, do you have any opinions on how Invincible Army changed from N3 to N4 did you play them a lot in N3 or not so much uh, actually no I didn't no. Play, I, I almost didn't touch them 
think once only as as a, as a test. Okay. But usually in N3, I was playing vanilla the most with okay. a horde of loads of cheap models mm. like mm -hmm. Libertos, Shaolin monks, and right. you know loads, loads of those uh, around like you know sixteen regular orders, four irregulars, yeah. uh, ten impetuous. So you have mm -hmm. you know everything, mm -hmm. and I was using smoke and multispectral visor trick the most. Yes. Yeah, I found in N4 you don't have as much orders to do smoke and multi-spectral visor. Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the meta shift. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it makes it because you don't have as many orders, it's a little bit riskier to do that smoke plus visor trick. Exactly, that you need to move into position, like spend mm -hmm. two orders to get to move the uh, shawling where you need the smoke. And then you need to chuck it, and if you fail again, it's like another order. So and yeah, and then you need to move your Ruishi, so it's order intensive. And I right. don't think you have enough in N4 for that. That's interesting. That's yeah, that's a good a good takeaway. Um, so obviously you don't have a big perspective on how Invincible Army changed. That's fine. What about looking to the future for Invincible Army? Is there anything that you didn't play that you might be curious about testing? Uh, I think I will try at some point the uh, Lee Gong in a Harris with okay. Albedo. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Albedo guy. Okay. Yes. Yes, uh, because I'll say my bane of my existence is Kamau Sniper, and he seems like the guy who could try to do something against him. Also, guys, are you good with rules? Uh, I, I, no, I, I, I will deny nor confirm. Um, <laughs> right. So, we can how, try to <laughs> so how is this, if you have a albedo guy in a Harris, mm. you move your Harris out so the guy with multispectral see ev all three of them. Yes. So obviously, he cannot react to the albedo, but he has a valid arrow to the normal guy. Yes. So he has to declare either shoot against the guy and then your uh, albino can shoot him. And it's like, uh, normal, it's not face-to-face. -face. I should think so, but off the t was this covered in an FAQ? Well, right now, with the, with the FAQ, it's like you could... You could, could, you you could do the speculative stuff, so if you expect yeah. it... Like so if could you, you declare a shot to see if it becomes legal later? So that's even better. So you move in, he says, oh, if Lee Gong is going to shoot me, I'm going to shoot him. And then you can just move closer, so you're not in the bad range bind. Mm. I think Cabaret's right on this one, yeah. you know. Because if so you that's... have, in this case, he will probably have six cents. So yeah, he can yeah. see a few legal ones, but he can also see one that can be uh, a shot in the future. So as long as there are no total cover, he could say, well, I want to respond to the Legong. But if Legong and... just moves, then uh, no harm done. Exactly. So you can advance closer to the sniper without getting being shot. Mm. So that's the next things I want to try and test. Yeah. Yeah. Not you, you will probably give the, the, yeah. the, the, the TO a headache. That's uh, that's for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am not hundred do percent on this one. <laughs> um, so you can't do a preemptive shot against cover because you're just not allowed against total cover because you're just not allowed to declare yeah. attacks against things in total cover. That's not allowed. Yeah. In this case, it's not total cover, it's albedo. So I think you can declare a preemptive shot against it. 
in which case Razek, you're right, you'd probably just move or something. So you wouldn't break the albedo, uh, not break the albedo, you wouldn't provoke the sixth sense or whatever it is, um, which I think is fine. I bet someone's going to write in now and say that's completely wrong. Um, yeah, so <laughs> because you get the two illegals from the Harris, so you have to respond. But mm. um, I don't know, man. The the FAQ. <laughs> this is the one in a hundred uh, situation uh, kind of thing. Like uh, one in a hundred battles, you somehow need to know this rule because it's yeah. It gives the headache. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable ruling on that, but I no. think I think you can. I yeah. think you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, go for it. Um, run an anti-Varuna list. Yeah, that's my uh, objective for future. <laughs> but I know from experience that it's really fun to run up to <laughs> to, to <laughs> such a sniper with a uh, albedo unit. And just, uh, yeah, you cannot see it. I'm, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. Now I'm going to open up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. From within 16, when you when he's in a zero range, and then you can get him, yes. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about Invincible Army in the future for you, what you'd like to test out. Um, I guess we're probably going to move towards the end of the show now and think about any final thoughts about your lists or IGL or anything else. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I... I am curious if you're gonna keep it as just two lists because, mm -hmm. for example, when you have like uh, five or six rounds and then mm -hmm. they uh, spread throughout like a month or more, yeah. having the same list and then you know like after a week or two, oh, I have more ideas, I can improve them, but you're still mm -hmm. locked. Yeah. So I think we've been talking quite a lot about yeah, this. Yeah, that's a serious conversation yeah. between the mods. Uh, we we actually don't know. So at the as it stands right now, we did an exit survey. So we asked people how many rounds they wanted to do and things like that. And half, last time I saw it, it might have changed. Last time I saw, half of the people thought four rounds were fine and the other half wanted to do more. So we actually don't know. My gut instinct is if we do four rounds, we'll keep it at two lists. If we do more, maybe three or something. But I, I have no idea. This is an active discussion. I know that I've I'm uh, I'm now running a little uh, Dutch league, which I'm trying to uh, I call it the Dutch hybrid league, in which I want to uh, ha have let players play TTS, but also let players play physical games, and put them all into uh, into one league, um, and by doing so, I'm I'm uh, I try to check if someone has TTS or if someone <laughs> lives in your region so that mm -hmm. I can uh, so the first four rounds are set because I'm trying to get everyone together that's close to each other or is playing TTS and yeah. just play the four rounds and have the whole uh, month of September to uh, arrange these games so give my players a lot of freedom because they know there are four games coming and if they do it on one day or, or in the on the uh, one a week that's that's their own prerogative Right, I see. Um, and then the fifth round is the playoffs. So then I'm going to look who's <laughs> first, second, and so on, and set them up uh, against each other um, to uh, see who's the, the, the real winner. But I, mm -hmm. I went with that, that for every round you could make a new list. Oh, Just, okay, that's interesting. Because, yeah, like like Radek said, you're 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 locked in for like five weeks, six weeks. Yeah. With two lists, um, 
it could be if if you're on a losing streak and you know that's yeah that's because that, I want to replace this dude with that dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you, I do give you some think we should? Room. Yeah. Do you think we should do that? What I mean, what what are your thoughts? Uh, I would prefer it. I would say yeah. because uh, like two lists on a tournament of one or two days. Yeah, that's you you bring what you get. That's the that's work uh, workable. But once you go into a monthly or uh, six week uh tournament yeah you wanna yeah you wanna take some lessons and tweak it to make a new list mm-hmm. uh i would prefer that to make it a bit more interesting uh from the first to the last round yeah that makes sense and radef it seems like you'd be in favor of maybe more lists or changing them or something well i will have to say uh, i'm playing in vowel events for like since almost the beginning beginning yeah, and he, I say, he test tried it, and yeah, we we do it like you have, you can make a list before the game. It gives a little bit extra, like, uh, opportunity to test your skills because you know what opponent you play, you know what yeah. map you play, and then you try to make the best list. Right. Okay. It's That's also something very similar to another game I play, Malifaux, when this is like yeah. the yeah. main thing in Malifaux that you make mm-hmm. your crew. After seeing the scenario, the table, and your opponent, mm. yeah. there's a really interesting idea there in kind of drafting. Um, like in card games, you often do drafting thing where you see like someone's choices, and then you take a choice, and you're each trying to outpick each other. So that might be a really interesting dynamic for Infinity. If you make your list after knowing what your so, opponent is playing, you'd be like, "Oh, they're taking Varuna, so I'm going to try and you know take some Albedo because I think they're going to take a Kamal." Um, exactly. But then you might get the really interesting thing where they don't take a Kamal, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you are less likely to go into a situation when you have your tournament lists and your opponent have just perfect counter for it and you are, oh, I'm screwed. Right. I I just usually on tournament, yeah, on tournament (laughs) you try to dodge situations like that, but if it happens, well, tough. But Mm -hmm. with like a big league when there's loads of games, then it's you, you. You have a bit more chance to face like a hard counter. Like, oh, I, I'm gonna take just heavy infantry. They have no right. I'm screwed. Right, right. Yeah, we'll have to think about that. I'm leaning towards the idea of actually running two leagues. One will be ITS with fixed lists, and the other won't be. That's what I think we might do. Um, but again, as I said, we haven't decided, so I'm not sure. I would like it to just to have that because of the, that. Yeah, one list per mis- uh, per game that you can switch it up, uh, uh, experiment a little bit more, uh, and not be locked in uh, for 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 five rounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's uh, during point. a whole month and a half. So yeah, um, any any other things to say? Because I've 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 seen some interesting news that I wanna wanna cover. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else to say. Um, anything from you, Rado? No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm right out. All right. Okay. What's the news? Uh, well, uh, the, they, re- they released uh, uh, the listings for Code 1, uh, mm-hmm. which the, they showed w- what will, will come out, either starter packs, beyond packs. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, go on, I've, go on. Go on. There, there, <laughs> there's a tag pack coming in for Ariadna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy. <laughs> there is, there is. They have a tag pack coming for Ariadna. Yeah. So that can only mean one thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They're probably. I, 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 my guesses are that they will take the tag rate one and put guns on it. 
which <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I have no need to convert. I even have no need to go with the tag rate Kickstarter if I do not want to have if if, if I want a, a a tag for my for my army. So yeah, I'm 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 rejoicing finally after years and years of, of, of trying to get a tag into the game. It's finally here. I hope that it's not actually a tag and it's like a huge beast, like a, a super antipode that has like three or four wounds. Um, would that make no. you happier or less happy? That will make me less happy. That's less happy. No, no, please, no more no. beasts. No, we, no more. We already have the beard pods. They, they are so goddamn broken. Please don't bring <laughs> any more beasts. No, no more. Okay. No more. No. Well, maybe that's the final word for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. like my wolves. I like my bears. And now I want a machiney thing on two legs that uh, goes boom boom. That's that's what I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. yeah. Redek, uh, thanks for coming on to the show, man. Yeah, cheers. Pleasure on my side. Yeah, any 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 shout outs you want to do? No, no, no. All good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your mom or your dad or anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're not gonna be checking that stuff. So no, no. I'll say I'll, I'm, I'm, I might do one tiny shout out to Luke Taylor. Uh, a henchman from U- UK who introduced me to tournaments in Infinity, and he get me more like confident about going to events. So yeah, shout out to Luke Taylor. Yeah, Luke, you're ace. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for introducing Radek to the game, and now we get all stomped by his inv- invincible army. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, me and Ollie, well, uh, thank, uh, thank you for coming, uh, uh, Ollie. I want to thank you for uh, yeah, you you were the mainstay behind uh, <laughs> running the. This uh, this IGL, uh, you did a terrific job uh, in my mind. So uh, thanks for that. Thank you. No, it was a, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed running it, and uh, thank you, Radek, for showing us what Invincible Army can do. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, listeners, uh, uh, and thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, uh, if you like to uh, join in, there's an uh, IGL uh, for uh, August and September coming in. So uh, there's still uh, you're still able to, uh, to 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 join in and uh, maybe beat our uh, our guest or just enjoy uh, the international feel and uh, all the nice players uh, that we have. So I would say uh, come in and uh, yeah, thanks for listening and I will see you all next time. See you. See ya.